The Blackout Diaries, a show where stand-up comics plus everyday people tell true drinking stories. I'm your host, Sean Bear Flannery. And I'm CJ Sullivan, along with your co-host. And each week here on The Blackout Diaries, we do a different theme when it comes to drinking and debauchery. And this week is, uh, well, one of hits home, the favorite, the drinkingest holiday of them all. Oh, boy. Especially, especially for us Irish folk. St. Patrick's Day theme, which just passed in real life and when you're hearing it now. Um always been uh <laughs> it's great it's the it really best. is someone had a, someone had a everything show. everything all, all social norms thrown yeah. out the window but i love how every bar touches their facebook page once a year and not, like they go by the way 6 a.m we're open yeah. st patrick's day <laughs> like they gotta dig that password out for facebook and, right you know. <laughs> yeah it's every bar's black friday when it's coming in we got staff Secured up. We got the, you know, but we uh, we got the green, green dye. Right yeah. now, right. Everything's green beer open. We bolted down the windows. Well, we're gonna be uh, we, we got the indoor and the outdoor, kicking you out, kicking you in, and we're ready. <laughs> it's gonna be a great time. Some guy said he can play the bagpipes. He might come through at two o'clock. I love. They never know if the bagpipes are coming. Every bar I <laughs> right. was at this weekend in say uh, uh, Chicago, we, we're, which we'll t- get to later in the podcast. Yeah. Chi- Chicago basically spreads it out over two different weekends, which we'll get uh-huh. to later in the podcast. But every bar I was at, like we heard the Sharon bagpipers might come. It's like they're, it's like the Stanley Cup or something like that. It might show up. Nobody knows. And they, know. have you ever been in a bar where they show up? It is right. like the Queen, like. like, like St. Patrick himself and is like 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 a Roman emperor has come in because they they start playing outside and everyone just makes way. They start playing so right and, 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 yeah, and a clear like the the Red Sea parting. And then they come in. They can they just, they can go into any function they want, they especially that day. It's hilarious. Can, it's yeah, hilarious how they, they, they're they're. Bagpipers can be the most annoying instrument 364 days out of the year. <laughs> Then they had the keys to the city. On right. They, absolutely. They could walk into courtrooms. They could do whatever they want. They could go into and go, oh, look at this, kids in full, <laughs> full regard. We, uh, you know, as you know, I always throw a huge St. Patrick's Day party in Chicago. Yep. And we'll get into more of the Chicago stuff later. But I, I just wanted to tell you a great line. We always hire bagpipers. And yeah. it's normally like these two guys about our age, maybe a little bit younger. But every year, like their demand goes higher and higher, so they like they start outsourcing it to like new kids who are learning the ropes. And this year mm-hmm. we had um, he used to be one of two, and this year they sent him by himself. But he's like I think seventeen. All right. Oh, okay. So he comes in to my party. It's just all these drunk middle aged people, like just going nuts, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> just right. going nuts for this teenager. It's so funny. He does two songs, and he just looks to me. He goes, "What do you want? What, what do I do now?" I'm like, I, "You know, I would do another song." He goes, "You know." I got to level with you. Most 
usually people don't enjoy this instrument and I only know two songs. I'm like, they don't know more than two either. Just usually, keep looping them around. Usually when I play this, people are weeping. It's at a funeral. Yeah, exactly. A, a assassination, a president. Yeah, like somebody that, was shot. Know? Yeah. Yeah, bagpipes is usually pure misery, but today everyone like hoops and hollering. But yeah, yeah there's no, there's no other songs, kid. Just go ahead, just go yeah, ahead and just wail, go. just wail look, on that thing. Do these look like traditionally trained <laughs> Irish music theorists? Yeah, I saw the picture post. It was amazing. Right in your living room, that bagpiper came. Yep, right that's in the fantastic. Room. That's like the tooth fairy of Ireland, the Irish like <laughs> Easter Bunny coming in. Hey, kids, look at that in your in the kid your kid's bedroom, wailing on a fucking argyle bag instrument. Um, so we, normally we do it real quick. Normally here on the Blackout Drives, of course, we have a guest recording story from the show mm-hmm. of an expert on a category. But since this category is St. Patrick's Day today. We might as well do one of the first and many of who who better than us to talk about. Who it else is going to talk about this with I any mean, more expertise than you and I? Right. Yeah. It'd, be, it'd be insulting. It, it was also easier to arrange because, as you know, I'm down in Florida for spring break with the family. Yeah. And it was easier to deal with two schedules rather than three or four schedules, you know. <laughs> and I got to tell you, CJ, I'm not loving uh, the drinking scene. Family vacation. On the yeah. Gulf. Family yeah. vacation down in Florida. You're down in the Gulf. I'm on the actual golf. I'm about 30 yards away from the golf itself right golf now. Golf uh, nice. Uh, the town we're in is called Venice, Florida, which okay. is approximately an hour south of uh, Sarasota. But I, mm. I've never liked island mentality. Drink- this is my problem with island mentality drinking. I, well, I don't uh, mind. An, an American island mentality is also different. Exactly. <laughs> I mean, you know, it'd be one thing too. if we were actually – listen, everyone I've met is a – Everyone I've met is a retired fucking banker or a like, don't tread on me libertarian. Like none of you yeah. are laid back. None of you are laid right. back. All right. You know, or like, people in hiding as well. People like, like there's always that pipe dream of like, oh, man, I'd be sipping it on a cocktail on an island somewhere. Like, first of all, that that sounds terrible. It's boring. You're bored after one week. And the other people are down there are down there. So they won't be found. They're trying to like, you know. They're exactly. under like witness protection. Or something. I don't think there's police down here. <laughs> <laughs> I don't see a single cop. You know. So it's a lot. A lot of day drinking is drinking on the sand. You know, drinking. Yeah, on the but sand. it's like it's weird. Island hours. bars. It, it, it's like their bars have the hours of like a Chicago Kinkos. You know, like they open at ten in the morning and they right. close at eight. I'm like, what yeah. the hell hour is this? You know. Mm-hmm. Well, you're um, supposed to be having dinner, I guess, with the friend, with the with the wife and all that. And uh, but I don't know. Yeah, I don't know what, what they're dr- well, and, and Everyone's so old here. Yeah, that's true. Everyone is old. The day, the day How's the day drinking crowd there? They're different. They're different. I don't mind. Now, I do like the day drinking here. Yeah, I, I, I the night say. drinking. That's my, all my complaints stem from night drinking. Here yeah. is it shuts down too early. Fair. Uh, Fair enough. They don't do good cocktails. There's no good beer. All the normal. You know, right. displaced Midwesterner. Um, the day drinking's fun. <laughs> just because yeah, that's just when these old people say, get after it. Yeah, yeah, you can get after some day drinking. And, and I imagine some of the stories they gym. tell. Yeah, the day drinking is fun. I will say that. I will, I'll will i give them credit there. Um, it's also Hemingway funny. went down there, didn't he? Or he went to the Key West. Oh, yeah, he did. it was Key you know West. I mean? But, yeah. Right. Hemingway, he was a huge believer in day drinking because he always yeah. said, like, what you would do, he would wake up at dawn and he would write. And then he would play with his kids for a little bit, and then he would start drinking. Like uh, he always felt like you had to start drinking while the sun was up. 
You know? okay. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> you got to uh, match the energy God's giving you back. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah. What was that? I think Sloppy Joe's was the name of the bar he would always go yeah. to. It, no, it, it actually sounds course. when you hear the stories, he sounds like an insufferable drunk. <laughs> <laughs> You know, like I wanting imagine. to arm wrestle well, people. Yeah, and, of course. I mean, lying, and, and, lying about all the stories about fighting yeah. bulls and shit. I mean, you didn't, you never did any of this, Hemingway. Well, and then also imagine if a guy who's been called a genius his whole life is also <laughs> six foot four, two fifty. <laughs> right. You know, like that's a difficult man to get along with at a bar. <laughs> so it's the uh, and it's it's kind of like the forced laid back attitude, just not to get howling too much in on you in Florida, like but the island there, like thing too. Like I like when they. Like when they, when they have that culture of the of the laid backness and they market mm-hmm. that, you know, it just seems uh, it seems it seems too. Yeah, it on, seems like its know? own level of branding or something right. like that, you know. And it's like, well, are you really laid back, or do you just not want to open up early, you know, or close early? <laughs> like, is this just right. a giant staffing issue? <laughs> the other thing that's funny, just being from the Midwest, is just like like how much hardier we are about temperatures like the mm-hmm. the ocean is beautiful and we're swimming in it every day we have the beach to ourselves everyone's like oh the wa- the water's so cold the, the the ocean right now is 72 degrees i don't think lake michigan ever even approaches 72 degrees. like if <laughs> right. if lake michigan were 72 degrees 30 million people would be in it you know right now <laughs> <laughs> so we, like that's kind of cool though that you have like this ocean to yourself sure and how is it? You guys said the kids got to be loving it at the ocean down there. And, kids are uh, loving it. We're having a good time. You're telling me you got to watch them over, though. I heard now, the new these new kids, these new generation of. Parents, well, the so. the problem isn't necessarily my kids. It's it's the grandparents. This new generation right. of grandparents are not like our grandparents. Mm-hmm. You know, and even though these grandparents were our, do you remember? I don't know if your your parents. I'm sure your parents were like my parents. Um. But my parents would, we'd go to the lake, we'd go to Lake Erie all the time. They would just let us play in the lake alone. Yeah, so for sure. They'd be like, look, there's a Coast Guard out, or there, there, there's a uh, lifeguard. There is the yeah. Coast Guard if the lifeguards can't handle it. Like, they're mm-hmm. they're fine. And it's interesting, my my. That's parents, their job. That's what it's for. Exactly. Yeah, we go to Jersey Shore. I'm That's like, yeah, I'm not going there. They, they, they got, <laughs> right. They got people there. Well, if, you're, if you're drowning, wave your arms, and that guy in the chair will come out there. I don't know what happened to our parents' generation, but, like, once they had grandkids, they went from, we don't watch kids, <laughs> to, like, <laughs> like, like, well, we don't watch kids, but we expect, Sean, you to watch your kids at right. all levels, you know, and, like, your kids are being unsafe now. Yeah, so, yeah like, we don't watch kids, so you got to watch kids. That's hilarious. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, we we have to keep a close eye on them in the ocean, but uh, I don't know. Like that's just I don't know. It, it's always interesting to me. And then we'll get back to St. Patrick's Day though. But it's always interesting to me, like when we talk about how like millennials are useless. I don't know if you and I have ever talked about this. Like mm. like oh they they bring their own parents to job interviews. Have you ever heard that complaint? Like millennials can't even interview. They bring their <laughs> parents to job, which I don't think is true. But no, I've never heard that. Is that a thing? It, like I, don't, I, I think phys- it happened once, and then it went the viral. The actual physical like, parents or something? <laughs> yeah, maybe, this is my physical parent, Bob. Or <laughs> 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 not like just emotionally or something? Yeah, no, like they bring their like their parents there to like negotiate and so on. Oh, but, I see. But I'm maybe like, they needed a ride. If they did, it's like, well, it's because we wouldn't allow them to be alone at all. Like, like we only, you only have yourselves to blame for this level yeah, of codependency. What, what that we you wouldn't let kids be alone. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. We always act like this generation 
made these demands from day one. <laughs> like, I want to be watched. Right. No kid yeah. says, I want to be watched closely at all times. <laughs> right. Then they react and they freak out when you're not watching. Well, mm-hmm. you, you don't want to freak out when you do. So anyway, so now you're drinking out of coconuts down there, getting away yeah. from the city. Drinking, you got a milk you going now right now? What's going on down there? Uh, this is a pina colada. That's just going to say <laughs> Irish detoxing. My liver, my liver thinks I've gotten into fruits and uh, healthy mixtures. So uh, after St. Patrick's Day in Chicago, you needed a detox. You needed to get down to the islands. I need some rum drinks. I need to clean the system out. Exactly. Get done of this whiskey and beer. This green beer. I got to throw some lighter shades at it. You know? Oh, so that's great. So it's a nice pina colada. All right, nothing wrong with that. It's actually getting late there. It's almost like three in the afternoon. Um, yeah, so yeah, so we're going to St. Patrick's Day, the greatest holiday. Uh, uh, for especially for pretty, it's it's one of the most. I, I, what I what I do love about it, um, obviously, I don't uh, go after as much more, but like it's it's the pure debauchery, and it's just the Irish is a is one of the it's one of the only fun cultures where uh, everyone makes fun of it and they don't care. It's great, you know what I mean. They we don't care and we it. welcome it. It's yeah, almost like the, the, it. that guy at a comedy show who sits in the front row roast the fuck out of me. Yeah. <laughs> All right, I, I just just right. just do say whatever. Worst, and his girlfriend's like, I don't know. Honey, you know, yeah. maybe uh, and he's like, no, let us have it. Like the Irish are like right. that as a culture. Yeah. <laughs> Say whatever you want. Mascots, whatever. Put a picture of us fighting literally with two fists in the air. We don't Leprechaun, care. we don't give a shit. <laughs> um, and no one does it better than, of course, uh, Chicago. People love the, the whole St. Patrick's Day. It's we'll, we'll, So we'll get into that Chicago St. Patrick's Day stuff, and then we'll talk about uh, shows that we and you have done. You and I have done because we're always in demand this week, buddy. Right now, so bookers yeah. love booking Irish comics, not knowing what they're actually going to get. <laughs> <laughs> um, St. Patrick himself, a lot of people have talked about how uh, how he's not Irish. I like when people like throwing out, he's not even Irish, he's like Italian yeah. or something. Who cares? Okay, Santa doesn't go down a chimney. Who gives a shit? Like, no one cares. <laughs> It's like a mythology, a holiday, you know, or, right, or I also exactly. hate it when they're like, do you know, in Ireland, it's all it's a religious holiday and they don't right. even, you know, do anything. It's like, yeah. Christianity in their church. Yeah. Everything's a religious First of all, holiday. the Irish punch each other out at a normal day. <laughs> I know. <laughs> by 5 p.m. OK, so. <laughs> right. This isn't out of the ordinary for them. It's not like the sick of the buy or something. But yeah, it was like, uh, I mean, the it was displaced Irish people who yeah. sort of wanted to remember the homeland and just went crazy crazy yeah on the 17th there's no wrong way i think that's our message there's no wrong way to celebrate saint patrick's day thank you also people who like to bring up that he's not irish i will point out that uh march 17th saint patrick's day is the death date of saint patrick himself and there's nothing more irish than that than (laughs) celebrating (laughs) yeah they're celebrating someone the day someone died (laughs) i have ever told you what like one of the many reasons why my favorite irish whiskey is paddy's Mm-hmm. Is are you familiar with how it got its name, Patties? That, that's the clear this, whiskey, right? It is. It's the one that tastes more like an American bourbon, yeah, uh, than a lot of Irish whiskeys. It's not as like, yeah, like smoky. Mm-hmm. But um, so uh, it used to be called something else. I don't know. I don't know what it was called. Like I, I think it was okay. named after the town it was in. But they had this legendary salesman, <laughs> and what he would do is. Every bar he would go, he would just travel all across Ireland in the 19th century. So, like, when traveling isn't done much. Like, I don't know if he yeah. ever saw his wife and kids. Yeah. Um, would buy everyone shots everywhere he went, tell, like, the most amazing stories, and then just leave. 
and right. supposedly his his wake was the most attend it set like a record that like s- stood into the 21st century it was the most attended event in irish history uh-huh. and they had no choice but to rename the company after him <laughs> <laughs> which i think is so irish <laughs> That's amazing. I love how all these Irish whiskeys. I mean, that's basically the story about almost every Irish whiskey. That you, is you, true. You, yeah. You grew it up, and then the guy's like, I'm just going to sell myself, buy it for people, be charmed the shit out of them, and then uh, make, leave it in the barn. They're going to have to buy it eventually because they're going to yeah. have a demand. Like, they're still doing it. Like, there's so many whiskeys. Like, uh, who's that fight? Oh, Conor McGregor, the Irish uh, MMA fighter. Mm-hmm. You know, he, he, he's got this whiskey, whatever. Uh, you know, oh, yeah. Like, and there's a story about him like drinking, you know, at a bar drinking with this old man drinking a different. Oh, I, I, that, that video is hilarious. Yeah, go ahead, tell the story. Yeah, yeah. It was just like, well, why don't you drink this whiskey? And he's like, oh, I'm fine, you know. I just want to drink. My yeah, he tried whiskey. to buy no. the whole bar of whiskey. Yeah, right. And he wouldn't let this old guy <laughs> he, wouldn't drink it. Yeah, because it wasn't his whiskey. You know, yeah. it's you know, that's the definition of uh, can't teach an old dog. Well, but I don't, I don't know if you saw the whole video, Conor McGregor. Punches him in the face. Yeah, yeah. He wants to Pun- punch him in the face. Punches him in the fighter. face. This old guy just takes the hit and yeah. goes back to drinking his whiskey. Right. <laughs> and everyone else is like, <laughs> cops weren't called or anything. This yeah, is a like, professional fighter. It's an elderly I, person right. in the face. <laughs> and the old guy was like, yeah, I know what I signed up for when I turned down this guy's whiskey. But uh, that's how much I... St- have my convictions. I mean, hey, he's br- proud of his a, product, and he right. should be. Brand loyalty. Nothing wrong with that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the video's amazing. He wanted to apologize, and of course, Conor McGregor and Pat probably having to pay, but like, because there was video of it. But uh, I just love that story. Have this whiskey for free. No, then he punches him. <laughs> All right, you get that out of your system? All right. Well, I tried to convince him. He wouldn't be convinced, so I guess got to let him be. <laughs> That's Irish salesmanship. It is. Don't take no for an answer. <laughs> um, anyway, so we're going to take a quick break and we'll come back and uh, we'll talk about the St. Patrick's Day in Chicago that you just went away from. Yep. And all the stories that came from. We'll, we'll be, be right, right back. back. All right, we're back here in the Blackout Diaries. I'm CJ Sullivan along with Sean Flannery and today's St. Patrick's Day theme, like we said, no better guests than us. Well, actually, when we ask guests, <laughs> To be on our St. Patrick's Day Blackout Diary show, they they flat out turned it down, terrified. Like, what are we going to say? That <laughs> you do that. too yeah. could head right. Could <laughs> go in to your home field, and it'd be it'd be disrespectful to you guys. To the mm-hmm. Um, especially being in probably easily the greatest, probably the greatest Chicago, St. Patrick's Day city is Chicago. Um, oh yeah. There's the New York parade, of course, and the Boston parade's pretty good. But uh, no one, no, no one stretches it out as part. No one, no one leads it to the actual debauchery as much as Chicago does. And like, yeah, and a lot of people don't know that, which is hilarious. But Chicago, right. everyone thinks Chicago dies a river green on March 17th, like mm-hmm. everyone else. In fact, uh, we, you and I have a mutual friend, uh, Adam Caton Holland. Yeah, uh, very funny comic out of Denver. Yep, of Growlick, great comedy group, and. Um, I went and hung out with him for on March 9th, which March is 9th. The, the Saturday that Chicago was dying the river green. So <laughs> what Chicago actually does is they die the river. If the 17th falls on a Saturday, they right. will die the river green that Saturday. That Saturday. If it falls on any other day of the week, they it's die like, it. Like it does, like it does six out of the seven years. <laughs> they die it the previous Saturday, which we'll get into all, all right. the reasons. But it was hilarious, basically because we're too out of control that they just do, they felt they didn't want to have it on a weekday. 
But so I'm talking to Adam, and uh, this is the Friday of. Like, he hasn't done his first show yet that weekend. Yeah. And he's like, yeah, you know, they gave me two dates. They gave me this weekend, the 9th, and then mm-hmm. they gave me 17th. He's like, I'm no idiot. The 17th, yeah. I know, is St. Patrick's Day. I don't want a bunch of drunks. <laughs> All right. So I'm I'm doing it the 9th, and I'm like, oh, buddy. Yeah, that's a mistake right there. <laughs> <laughs> Rookie mistake, my friend. Uh, you are assuming this was the rest of the country. Where they celebrate St. Patrick's Day on only one day. <laughs> you were coming to Chicago, where we, it's like a 16-year-old girl's birthday month, and we celebrate all month, basically. Yeah. And I, you know how we were saying at the beginning of the podcast, like, one of the things that's great about the Irish is we'll let you say whatever we want, uh, mm-hmm. or whatever you want about our culture. And the, right. the reason, no one, like, there's a bunch of kind of semi-official reasons why it was changed, but... What's better is to hear an average Chicagoan explain this to you. Because they'll be like, uh-huh. oh, yeah, see, the problem is we have so many Irish people here that when we celebrated it on a Monday, they killed like 30,000 business people just drinking and driving. <laughs> <laughs> like, we just couldn't do it. Right. Just with all the drinking and driving and, yeah. you know, like uh, CTA workers sure. were getting drunk on their lunchtime. Trains were going on. Like, they took they out had, our like, labor. Just societal <laughs> collapse, you know. Took out our labor force. <laughs> <laughs> Worse than a plague. <laughs> celebrating on a Monday. <laughs> I mean, I was once in Boston too, where I was like, "You guys don't have happy hour here." They're like, no, nope. uh, city ordinance. We used right. to have it in the seventies, but the problem is the Irish get so drunk. <laughs> 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 then they they would try to they'd get into like you know traffic at rush hour, hammered yeah. out of their mind, kill thirty thousand people. Killed thirty thousand. I like that being the button number. Just killing actual commuters. <laughs> I mean, they would get jobs with the hours based around the happy hour, so they get off from time just so they can hit it. Um, yeah. So St. Patrick's Day, I think, uh, for years, it was celebrated on the seventeenth, and then the nineteen. Sure. I think in the early nineteen eighties, I think it was Jane Byrne who actually moved it to mm. the Saturday before. And a, the most consistent explanation I've heard, I don't know how true it was, is it was to combat um, students leaving CPS, like calling off to go to the parade. Mm, that right. uh, if this is all true from what I've heard from other people in bars. I don't sure. Know well, it makes logical sense. Like, listen, it's coming on a Wednesday. We're going to go at it hard. You know, yeah. we know that's ahead of time, you know, so let's try to move it to the Saturday beforehand where there'll be less damage. You can still go ahead of hard. We're not straining that yeah. back, you know, mm-hmm. but we don't miss out of work day. And then, you know, when you get that mentality, like like when Christmas is on a Saturday or something, you get upset. You're like, yeah. well, wait, I'm, I'm missing a holiday. I'm missing a day off work, you know? Yeah. Like, this is like, we're getting gypped. So we decided like, yeah, well, we're still doing the 17th. That's fine. <laughs> <Yeah>. but... <laughs> we'll just add all, we'll just start. Now we know when it starts. It's like Lent. Like, we never know when Easter is every year. Oh, is it? I didn't turn it to River Green. That's right. Yeah. It's time to turn it up this week. Yeah, it's one of those plans where it's like somebody who did that plan, and maybe it was Jane Bryan, it's like she knew enough about the Irish to be like, you know, we need to prepare for a weekday 17th because that's going to be an issue. But not quite enough to be like, actually, they could turn this against us too. And it could just (laughs) be not a lot of force. A whole week at the Bottry. Because at this point, you get so drunk on that Saturday that if it, if it, I mean, it, it fell on a Friday this year. You're almost like, 
well, I might as well stay in front of this hangover at this point. <laughs> right. <laughs> Just keep Better drinking. Especially if it's out. a Wednesday. If it's right. a Wednesday, is there it's, any reason to be sober? Yeah, it's like uh, it's like uh, hiking up a uh, mountain. You get when, you, once you get too far, it's it's more dangerous to go backwards at this point. We just got to keep. <laughs> we're just gonna have to keep going with this drinking yes. and just see you know see how see where this goes to the ends. And the um, river's green the whole week too. Which the is river's also green. green the whole week. Who's it gonna has, stop I, drinking while you got a green river? No, I know. <laughs> it has turned into a debate because then this. Did the South Side do their parade only on the seventeenth, or they do it the Saturday after? They always it's do kind of it like the a bookend Sunday. weeks. It's Sunday, funny. They always right? do it the Sunday after the seventeenth. Sunday after, right? So I always think of that as the conclusion of it. The beginning <laughs> is like the North Side departure of it. You know, they both and they love our. This is the real one now. It's just, it's just, it's just more of it. That's all it is. It's just, it's just yeah. you extending more of it. It is a pretty great one though. It's more of your uh, traditional. But yeah, and the river, the river's green the entire time. So they die at that Saturday, and then. It, does it, does it go out naturally before we get into how whole river green is it or did they don't die back to blue do they no it goes out naturally which is uh that in and of itself is a funny story we'll get into like the history here in a second about how they do it but the first year so they use they don't release any details okay. <laughs> which in and of itself is funny because a lot of other cities have tried to duplicate this like yeah. i forget which cities i think like st petersburg right. wanted to um a couple other cities have wanted uh, to duplicate this. Um, let me see what the other uh, Fort Lauderdale and mm-hmm. Saginaw, Michigan, both tried to duplicate it, but their uh, like environmental activists in that area were like, "Well, you got to prove that it won't hurt the river wildlife, right. tamper the like, water, everything." Exactly. They're like, "Well, Chicago does it every year." And they're like, yeah. we'll, we'll ask them for details. And Chicago's like, we're not, we're not telling you anything. Yeah. <laughs> so they, they can't prove that it doesn't. Mind your business. <laughs> I ain't no rat. All right. <laughs> but yeah, it does dissipate eventually. The first year, let, let's get into the history here. Because like my yeah, favorite, let's get into uh, it. we'll get into the full history, but just one quick uh, sort of preview, because that's a common question that comes up. They, we believe they use around 60 pounds of green dye. Which they okay. claim doesn't impact the environment. Nobody That's knows. Impossible. Right. Impossible. <laughs> <laughs> um, oh my god! The, the first year they did it, they um, actually, you know, let, let's do this. Uh, let's do this in order because All right. Let's get into it. The the, yeah. the River Green in Chicago daily had to have been a part of it. He was. Uh, he hundred percent was a part of it. Indirectly, he's he's what's. Uh, I don't know if to blame, to a blame, a tribute, whatever word you want to use indirectly, uh-huh. because it was started by uh, the head of the Irish Plumbers Union, okay. was also put in charge of the St. Patrick's Day parade by Mayor Daly. Right. He was basically yeah. drinking buddies with the original Mayor Daly. His name was Stephen uh-huh. Bailey. Okay. And S- Stephen Bailey, all these plumbers like come back to the office, to the union office, and they're covered in green. And the plumbers use this dye to see if a pipe is leaking. Like, they put it in the water source, and then they see if, like, a um, a wall is stained green. They also use it to see who's polluting the Chicago River. Like, if somebody's mm. illegally discharging into the Chicago River, like right. a green dye might appear. Um, this is from a book called The Man Who Died the River Green. Because you would think that dying a river green, like your city's major river 
uh, we'd go through multiple levels of environmental impact studies and uh, <laughs> providence. All right. And if you thought that, you wouldn't. You're not from Chicago. It was just right. Stephen Bailey. It's just this, the head of the plumbers union. <laughs> Let's read this right here. All right. Um, this is from that book, uh, "The Man Who Died the River Green." Uh, quote: When the plumber left and we were alone, he said, "Why couldn't we dye the whole river for St. Patrick's Day?" I'm serious. Who would know about this? Uh. <laughs> Reaching for a straw, I answered Captain Manley, the port director. He's the only one I know who answers questions about the Chicago River. In a second, he was on the phone with Captain Manley. Bill Barry, the first deputy port director, happened to be in Manley's office when the call came in and relayed the following conversation. Say, John, said Stephen Bailey, head of the Irish Plumbers Union, I've been wondering whether we could dye the river green for St. Patrick's Day. What do you think? <laughs> I just like that. Say, John, uh, <laughs> me and a couple of the boys are out here. <laughs> you know, we, just came, we just came from a job. And we're thinking, why not we dye this whole fucking river green for St. Patrick's Day? What do you think? What, how's that handle on your side of the office? <laughs> I'll read it out. He goes, eh, it might work. <laughs> That's what his response was. <laughs> I mean, if you did that, if you made that call today, you would be arrested. I mean, you would be charged <laughs> with terrorism. Oh, my God. He goes, yeah, gee, Cap, I don't know. If the fire department can shoot colored water into the air from boats, I don't see why we couldn't try it. Yeah, that's ceremonial, right? <laughs> why we couldn't try it. I just like <laughs> why we couldn't just experiment and guinea pig. <laughs> Or the yeah, river I mean, that runs through the third biggest yeah, city in America. Just like, but what's so great is what, what what's implicit in all of this is just we all just know the Chicago River is such a piece of shit anyways. <laughs> right. That it's like, what could go wrong? It's like owning a 1987 Corolla. You know? <laughs> could we put it on blocks? Sure. Put lights on it, soup it up, whatever. Give it to exhibit. Throw could a I fish put, tank could I put wood paint on it? Could I paint it with wood paint? <laughs> Sure. I don't see why not. Why not? <laughs> What's the worst that could happen? <laughs> so yeah, that's what they. That, that was the. Fo so that's how. That that's how it got birthed. Yeah, that was. A, so they they show up, but this is where you were asking about how it dissipates. You know, so it right. usually it takes about ten days nowadays, and yeah. we believe they use around sixty pounds. Yeah. The first year they did it, they used several hundred pounds. And okay. <laughs> it, it was green for th over three weeks. Like, and it's a fluorescent green. I mean, you've no, seen it. Like, the, yeah, everyone's seen the photos. I will put one up there, and but like, uh, it's green. I, I mean, mean, it's it like Ghostbusters, Slimer, you know, ectoplasma. <laughs> right? Green, yeah, it's you know? ectoplasm. It's not a normal green. green, you know. Yeah, it definitely looks like a movie is being shot. Some kind of like apocalyptic, yeah. whatever, like futuristic movie. So it's green for uh, three weeks. And uh, people are starting to panic because it, as you know, CJ was saying, it's not a healthy green. So they send Stephen Bailey, this head of the Plumbers uh -huh. Union, who's Mayor Daly's drinking buddy, up there to do a press conference to reassure everyone that it's going to be okay. Uh, I, he develops his own script, and this is what he says. Quote, the Chicago River will die the Illinois, which will die the Mississippi, which will die the Gulf of Mexico, which will send green dye up the Gulf Stream across the North Atlantic into the Irish Sea. A sea of green surrounding the land will appear as a greeting to all <laughs> Irish men of the Emerald Isle from the men of Aaron in Chicagoland, USA. <laughs> oh, my God. Yeah, that's 
that's your goal? Yeah, we want to, as you said before, like, yeah, we just want to toy around with our river a little bit. <laughs> the drinking state. And, you know, throw a parade, change its color. We'll bring it. It'll come back. It's not like we're saying for forever. We're just know, like, saying, is it a worse as, as, as a greeting, you know? It's <laughs> <As> a greeting. <laughs> You're, all Irishmen are welcome here. We obviously, we're obviously jackasses as well. Come on in. <laughs> But this is my favorite response. So uh, they then consult experts like, is this should we be doing this? Is this okay? Mm -hmm. You know, leaving a green river for three weeks. This is Margaret Frisbee, executive director of the Friends of the Chicago River Advocacy Group, uh, replied, quote, the environmental impact of the dye is minimal compared with all the sources of pollution, such as bacteria and sewage treatment plants. (laughs) (laughs) That's always a great defense. Well, comparison, sure. It's not like we're putting nuclear waste in there. <laughs> yeah, but I don't think that those power plants are doing it in a celebratory way. Yeah. <laughs> we're, we're volunteering pollution into the river. <laughs> but I just do love the idea that it's just such a shithole. We can right. do whatever we want with it. It's, it's our little, you know, Listen, it's. I wouldn't drink from it beforehand, and I certainly wouldn't <laughs> drink from it afterwards. <laughs> I always talk about, like, you know, we have a river walk now. I don't know if you've been down to the river walk, uh, CJ, but yeah, they started to put it's bars incredible. in restaurant. Yeah. And I always say, uh, yeah, I always tell tourists, you should go to the river walk because I think it's the most interesting river in the world. It's the only river yeah. that flows in the wrong direction. The Army right. Corps of Engineering River. And that's one of the reasons why it stays green for so long is because it's not yeah. a naturally flowing river anymore. And that's okay. because it is such an environmental disaster that uh, we reversed the flow of the river. It was the biggest public works project of all time before the Panama Canal. Right. And Maddie Ryan and I used to have a, a show called Last Call Chicago where we'd talk about Chicago history, but we, we would tell this story, which we he and I both found so hilarious. We were basically throwing all the, like the leftover meat from the stockyards, all our pollution into the Chicago River, which yeah. was flowing into Lake Michigan. It was just polluting everything. So we were sued by every state that borders the Great Lakes and Canada <laughs> and the state of Illinois. Like right. those backstabbers <laughs> actually <laughs> sued us. <laughs> and they basically sued us to like quit throwing all our pollution into sure. the Chicago River. And what I love about Chicago so much is Chicago's like, what? Well, how about we just reverse the river? river? <laughs> Like, like what? Keep polluting. We're going to keep shitting into our river, okay? Right. We're not going to yeah, stop that's that. Not no, we'll stop. send it down to St. Louis, no problemo. <laughs> but we're not going to change our behavior. Right. That is I always crazy. felt yeah, that's now like the when, river's when only Canada for... officially became afraid of America is when they asked Chicago to quit shitting in the river and Chicago reversed that river. Like, I think that's what Canadians were like. These people are crazy. (laughs) They would rather do, they would rather shit in their own yard (laughs) than not behave like animals. (laughs) (laughs) Oh my God. That's amazing. Yeah. The river is, uh, it's, it's very nice down there now. It wasn't always like that. Obviously that's kind of recent. Mm -hmm. I'd say the last 10 years or so Chicago. I mean, mean, there's no much, there's no more manufacturing in the city or anything. No, that's true. So, yeah. 
but it used to be like Gotham down like under there used to be like an underground world down there. Oh yeah, <laughs> you know, well especially yeah, Lower Wacker and all that. Right. Yeah. yeah. I mean, it's I like was... three level. They still have those street ra- uh, racing on Lower Wacker. On Lower mm-hmm. Lower Rack, like the third one down. Um, the Lower Rack, rack yeah. Where yeah, men yeah, are yeah. made, my friend said one time. Well, we just moved, you take that road. If you take Lower Wacker. <laughs> My buddy Anthony Tartaglia coined that one. He goes, this is where men are made. Because then the exit, you, t- you take that exit. It's a tight little, uh, so you're driving a Grand Prix. Then you take And then you're out on a, yeah, then you're just out on a highway. It just, th- like, it yeah. spits you out. Or, yeah, it, does, it spits you out like a game onto a highway or right to a yeah. downtown block of a city of traffic coming at you from every direction. You know, <laughs> it's uh, pretty, pretty amazing. Um, so, yeah, so that was uh, two weeks down there. To, so, so it was on a Sunday this year, the St. Patrick's Day. Is that right? I'm trying to remember. No, it, was uh, no, it fell on a Friday. Uh, Friday. So right on, on right on the cutting year. edge. Yeah, right on that cutting <laughs> edge. That that's so, that's the worst you want from a civic planning. Area civic planning, because, but yeah. For, yeah, for for people wise, that's the sweet spot. Exactly. Hey, you're getting, exactly. Now you're getting full that, extended that's, that's one. Nine days of good yep. solid drinking. Yeah. Um, so, uh, and it was interesting because like all the bookers who were doing um, St. Patrick's Day shows. They didn't know where to book. Like, do mm-hmm. we book it on the 9th? Do we book it on the 17th? Do we book it in between? You know, I was getting offers all over the place, you know, right. with these St. Patrick's Day shows. And you and I were talking before the podcast. It's like, I almost feel like as an Irish comic performing on a St. Patrick's Day show, it should be like renting a car where you're just mm-hmm. not allowed to do it under the age of 27. <laughs> <laughs> you're just going to be too crazy. Yeah, so we would always get booked on St. Patrick's Day together, yeah. usually, and like, because uh, the bookers just always like, well, I got an Irish comic lineup. I'm like, well, mm-hmm. you're gonna get an Irish comic lineup on St. Patrick's Day. We're gonna say yes because we're not, you know, because <laughs> if we get there, sure. If our days turned out to be there, whatever. I'm not gonna turn it down, you know. I'll be out, like, because you know you'll be out already. <laughs> I'll be out. Right. So just tell me where it is and we'll come through. God, remember that uh, one show, that Edge Comedy Show? Was that it? What what was that one that you, yeah, that was I believe it was Edge Comedy Show. Uh, It was at the Chicago Center for Performing Arts. Maddie was banned for life before the show started from the venue. (laughs) It was a lot of bit. There was a lot of baddings going on. I remember that. uh, That's an Irish show when one of the comics has already been banned from life at the venue (laughs) prior to the curtains going up. So did we try to get him on it somehow? Is that no? He that, was part right? of the original lineup, right? Okay, Maddie was part was, of the original lineup. Yeah, it was me, you, Maddie, Ryan, Irish, Irish comics. I was attending to see the chaos. I actually, okay. I formally rejected the show, but I was oh. drinking with you guys beforehand, and I was right. like, I'd like, I really want to see what you guys put together here. Now I remember this. Yeah. So it was that the yeah. Performing Arts Center, mm-hmm. um, which had like a bunch of rooms. Yes. Whatever, and Dave we were in the main room that night. in the main room, right? Yep. And he ran a he ran a bunch of shows, um, out there in Chicago, and uh, so he he would and he would he was a uh, book would always have themes or whatever he would always have some mm-hmm. kind of some, some kind of trick going on with the shows, you know, a yeah. hook or whatever. But you know, it's it's a hustle. You need to do it. So we were drinking. I believe we were at um, I think we were at Bee Kitchen, but it was Gunther Murphy's then, maybe. Yeah. I believe we were there because I remember drinking. I remember I remember cooking up this idea. This was a big cooking up idea. We were with Adam Crocious. We were and Brian Petrovka. We he, were. He was, was Petrovka with us? He had to have been with us. There's no he was with us. He caught. was with us. No way. We didn't pull him in. in. Yeah, you wouldn't pull him yeah, in. For this right. Idea. There's no way he caught wind or, or just perused to a show by himself. <laughs> Brian Petrovka, but, for our listeners who are uh, probably not familiar with him, 
is basically uh, it's like drinking with I always described them as uh, 220 pounds of alley muscles uh-huh. <laughs> that would get blackout drunk somehow in five minutes. <laughs> and then just scare everyone in the bar while he sat next to us. He had a lot of different vibes going with you got from uh, Henry Rollins to just a pure combustible keg of things, you know, can go yeah. can go either way to uncon or just unconsciously. Um so we were drinking. Obviously we knew that the sh- the show was always lingering. Oh, we got you gotta get down there by eight o'clock for whatever for the show. And um I remember Adam Crocious was with us, and I'm sure he was. Mm-hmm. I'm sure he was bitching about not being able to get on a show or something like that. He was, yeah, as always, not being able to get booked. So uh, we, um, I remember we concocted the plan. Like, all right, we'll do a sec. Well, during my set, we'll have you heckle me from the audience. <laughs> this is my idea, if I remember. Yes, it was. <laughs> Heckle me, heckle me from the audience, and uh, you know I'll, I'll go back and forth with you for a little quick, and then I'll say, well, "What do you think you could do better?" You know, why don't you come up here and do it, and then you come up, and then you mm-hmm. can do uh, you know five minute set, and I'll go in the audience. I'll whatever, watch you, bulletproof know, plan. You know, you can get stage time. I, I like I yield my floor, yield my time to the floor, like a congressional <laughs> hearing. You know, and to him, he of course loves the idea. We go down there. Um, we go down there. It's uh, it's already we're I mean we are complete tornadoes coming in, just absolute drunken mess, and uh, so much we're like okay, go back. There's I remember there was a, a big backstage. There was a stage and there's a curtain. It's kind of like a theater, and but but behind the curtain it was like a full stage because there's usually like plays and stuff there because it's a performing arts theater. Mm-hmm. So there's a lot of like yeah. uh, benches and desk chairs and just props and just a lot of things that without lights you can easily stumble and fall upon it. Yeah, <laughs> and, and our crowd was so restless with uh, Brian Petrovka and uh, and us that we're like, okay, we need to get you. We need to, you know, put him somewhere. He needed to be put somewhere. So we put him. We like we can't have you sitting down. Like we try, we we put him to the side. We can't have the public being able to view you. No, you cannot be. You are back of the house tonight. Back. Yeah, Phantom of the Opera type situation no. here. <laughs> and he was literally so he literally went backstage behind that curtain. He's stumbling around back there door to show. If I remember, at one point he passed out and his foot was underneath the cut curtain. Yes, that and is the audience correct. could see a human foot behind the curtain. And, and you who, didn't and know that, if this that was, was from a, a guy who was supposed to perform. I don't think he ever made it to stage, as I heard. I right. actually never saw this show because I showed up at the venue and when Maddie was thrown out, I took him outside so that he wouldn't get arrested. And I think we ended up at a bar. So I got a lot of this from you after the show, but go ahead. I I never watched any of this from here on out. I haven't watched any of it firsthand. Okay. I I will need a refresher how Maddie got banned before he the show tried to steal a bottle of jameson from behind the bar oh that's right that's that is yeah. correct <laughs> <laughs> i do remember that there was a main because it was like it's like a theater it was a main bar in the middle in the middle of the yep. floor and then you go to different rooms for different uh mm-hmm. so he thought i can just bring this to the show downstairs you know none the wiser <laughs> but uh it was also very in the open <laughs> and it's like one of those circle bars so you're seen from every angle yes by he, like he, on he like side. jumped I mean... over it like burt reynolds over the bar <laughs> makes a ton of noise <laughs> like there's jingling comes up with it it's three it's security so, guards right. descend. yeah that's so funny because now I, I do remember that because i remember dave telling yeah. me uh so maddie ryan got banned from the theater <laughs> 
You're going to have to, you're right. Open it. You're going to have to stretch. And Brian Petrovka is passed out. So you have. Petrovka is passed out. Half his limbs are bent over a, uh, a child's school desk. And I said, not a problem. I got just a plan. <laughs> Luckily, I already drew up this plan today. You're getting you're getting two for one on this set, you know, of this town. So you 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 double booked mm-hmm. when you did when you booked me. So I'm up there. Do, I'm I'm up there. Uh, doing, I mean, I was drunk out of my mind, and we're all drunk out of my mind. We're doing a show. The show was already bad. Begin. I forgot who started with that, but there was all, a lot of chaos going on. And I'm doing my set. And you hear you hear Petrovka back and back there like like dishes breaking and like it sounded like a cartoon like he's a up. kitchen like noises yeah. right yeah he's up like uh oh like a creature and you just see the yeah. curtain like getting pushed out you know like coming like oh it's like a, a to- bear that woke up in a house <laughs> like, you know, he doesn't know how to get out <laughs> right <laughs> you see that it'll go down then you see like, an arm come through on the stage and no like, I've never addressed it you know kind of I want to like, look back whatever that like it seemed like it was part of the show but he also did it was definitely a scary uh, dangerous element to it and where the bodies, <laughs> someone dragging it back blah 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 um, anyway so uh, the plan is in place other than the bear loose behind me in the curtain. I'm doing the show. Then uh, Crocious does his thing where he does his heckling thing. He barely does it right. Like, uh, <laughs> we get him up. <laughs> he starts heckling. I think that part of the plane, it, it started off okay. And then I'm like, I say something back to him. And you can tell, like, he's he's taking it personally too when i say something back to him like like this is a, you know this is the this is the sketch we're doing remember we yeah. we dev- we devised we agreed this. On this right we agreed on this you just said something about me i said something about you that i you know bring you up here yeah. and you can tell he's taking a person like oh this better this might not, this is <laughs> this may not <laughs> have just, been the great idea i thought it was right and i was thinking that halfway through like as this happened like, okay i can see this is this might get ugly <laughs> and then uh uh or uglier but i'm like like the hiking thing. Well, it's too far. We can't go back yeah. now, you know? So I bring him up. I'm like, you, you think you can do better? That routine. He comes up and starts doing it. First, I'm standing next to him. No one really knows what's going on. And then people, of course, hate him. <laughs> the, 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 the crowd, because even if they don't think it's a sketch, it's, they don't like it anyway. They don't sure. like him taking over my set. Mm-hmm. So they start heckling him. He does. He he starts doing a regular stand-up set. He's not even he, like that was the thing, and they just start booing him immediately. And he cannot handle this at all. <laughs> he is absolutely like gutted about this, and he goes immediately into all right. You know what? Forget it. Like he like ten seconds of his act, and then he goes immediately into. Let me tell you about the guy who books the show, and he starts going on on a soapbox about. Uh, he called him a, a pedophile or something. Yeah, David he he was a sexual uh, predator or whatnot. Or I mean, or he, he, he has, was convicted of a sex crime of some sort, is what he said. Right. He does. So this is a guy sense. you just brought up from the audience, but they're not sure it's a sketch or not. Right. Who, who just said? Let me tell you about the man who just sold you these <laughs> tickets. Yeah, who sold you tickets? Who you probably did, have been just got, talking to for the last month, <laughs> selling you these tickets. The reason why <laughs> he's on a sexual watch list. He says that. Yeah. So and then, <laughs> go ahead. The, from what I, you guys all met me up at the bar later and told me this. It, as I remember it, lights immediately come up. Yo, yeah, lights were immediately on, and as well, you know, in, in retrospect, yeah, he was, Dave was correct. <laughs> and, well, but this. this is the other thing that's funny. He made the the second big mistake. He chooses to engage with Adam from the God mic. Yeah, that he would always he goes, do that as well. 
that was a long time ago. I've been yeah. I've I've gone through uh, years yeah. of therapy. And, hey, uh, he's and, defending and, his and, record on the God Mike. And that, I mean, this, <laughs> at this point, this is what Adam the best now engaging up. He's like, "That's yeah. right, Dave. You're the victim. You're yeah. the victim. That's right." <laughs> and the crowd's got to be like, "What the fuck is right. going?" On? I mean, this I is think... either the most Andy Kaufman esque, yeah. like, like, like weird art I've ever seen. Absolutely, this is like a fucking drunk. Like if, if Andy Warhol was a drunken Irish, uh, yeah. you know, Fellini, whatever. Like this was amazing. Yeah. This is an amazing uh, art piece, I thought. Mm-hmm. Now that I think back about it, this is one of the best performances I've ever uh, given. We've been some to producers. So, yeah, so they're arguing back and forth on the mic. The, the, the show obviously stopped right there. There was no everyone. lights, House lights on. Everyone's outside. And everyone is still angry at Adam. And me, too, because technically this is under my set. Under my watch, and I'm like, I'm trying to throw blame out wise. Like, you know, this is, uh, you know, I can't control what he's going to say. Like, but, but this was under your your clock, your 20 minutes, yeah, <laughs> whatever. Like, so yeah, I guess I do vouch for. It. I mean, it wasn't under my vouch, so I do have to take some responsibility. And like, uh, <laughs> people are just like, why would you do it here for this show? And he and he sees keeps out. I mean, he took it outside and he's kept yelling. Yeah, you guys are yelling in the um, like uh, like there's like an atrium, like an outdoor yeah, garden an atrium, at that theater, walkway, and you guys are Dave, yelling. Like, look up his real name online, Dave Gold, <laughs> and like yelling all these things. And they were on like from what I heard, they were on like opposing like flower pots or something. So they're both elevated. <laughs> yes. Yeah, and absolutely. They're yelling at each other. And and Adam, Adam's like six foot five. He's got his arms. Right. Up. He's always we call him Crow on a cross. He always yeah, has crow his on arms. A cross. Up, goes, That's right. That's right. You're the victim. <laughs> you did nothing wrong. And imagine walking in that to go see that same night. Tony and Tina's wedding was played. Yes. So imagine <laughs> walking into this theater where two guys are screaming at each other from opposing flower pants about sexual deviancy. Wow. And you're this like, they, whoa. Yeah. yeah, they really updated Finnegan's Wake here. This is a different, <laughs> completely different show. But I, I kind of say I kind of like it. So that's where I think a lot of Chicago bookers learned the lessons that uh, – Booking an all Irish show, never, uh, and, and giving a carte blanche because it's basically you, you had, and by default, I had the entire show to myself because people were getting banned beforehand for stealing whiskey. Oh, yeah, and, totally. Uh, what well, it was also or dying backstage. That's hilarious. Uh, it was also funny. Remember how, like, we would always get booked for those Irish, Amer- like, at the shows at the Irish American Festival? Yes. And those are always hilarious too because, like, they're hilarious in multiple levels. Like, first, they take you in to see the theater. And the mm-hmm. theater is gorgeous. Like they always import like the oak from Ireland and everything. Right. And you're like, oh, so this is where the you comedy show will be. Like, oh, absolutely something. not. Uh, no, we can, <laughs> we don't allow beer in here, so we can't have a comedy show. You guys right. are in the tent by the donkey uh, patch. You know, <laughs> this is where a place that people are gonna we're gonna bring that have heat exhaustion. We're yeah, or then sometimes down, they would do know? the comedy show in there, but you weren't allowed to bring beer in there. So it would just be right. people like with toddlers getting a break from the heat, you know, and everything like that. Yeah. <laughs> Those Irish fast shows. Yeah, it was amazing. People were always because like, it's on the same campus. But right. People would just be lost. They'd walk in like, what's this door? It's coming in here. Oh, what's, this isn't uh, <laughs> this isn't a dance floor or something like that. And like, yeah, it was just people wandering in from being outside in the sun. They did always give you an open bar, though. Which no, that's nice. that's what sold us every year. We go there for open every year. Bar, every year we amazing. fell for it. Absolutely <laughs> terrible shows, but we fell for the open bar. <laughs> and then we'd end up leaving for a real bar, like within ninety minutes, you know, because it was right. so hot. 
It was insanely hot there. Because this was – those usually didn't happen on actual St. Patrick's Day. Those would be like the actual uh, – the Irish yeah, American summer Festival. Fest, right, the Irish American summer Heritage Festival. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was always so hot, yeah. Which is always a scheme. I, we always feel weird because we grew up in a church, you know, in Irish families. I know how much of a scam – the, the, it's like part of business. It's part of the, the gyp, Irish gypsies and tinkers mm-hmm. that come. Like it's bad luck to turn them away. The mm-hmm. church, the church raffles. I understand how that works. You know, you're, you're getting our money, and it's kind of a scam. So like, so like, I, we all, I always felt bad. Like, yeah, we'll take the gig for the open bar, but we know, <laughs> we know it's going to be bad. You know what I mean? Like, we know just <laughs> the whole festival. We don't know how you're making this money. We know we're not getting it, but we just know it's going to be, you know, some kind of uh, shanty facilities. But uh, it was always a great time. For sure. It was always a good time. Um, let's see, CJ. Do we uh, Should we take a break and come back with an open invite? Or we're pretty close. We're, we're borderline on an hour. We can do a quick. Should we take a break and come back with a quick open invite? Yeah, let's do that. We'll take a quick break. We'll be right back for here. And then we'll wrap up the show here on the Blackout Diaries. The Irish edition. St. Patrick's Day Blackout Diaries. Be back in a bit. All right. So that, so that was like 35 minutes. 33, 35 yeah. minutes. And I then we, we did just... 17, so that's about 45, yeah, 40, we'll just... 50. We're basically at 50 minutes now. So, yeah, yeah. We can do, we'll come back. We'll do a quick open invite and then uh, plugs and wrap it up. Yeah, that sounds good. Should we do this Oklahoma guy? Sure. All right. Oh, this, this window's open in my browser from the links. Just slammable dick caves <laughs> <laughs> with a <the> logo. <laughs> um. Uh, should we just slate and jump into it? Yeah, go ahead. Let's do it. You can bring it back. All right, you ready? Yep. Three, two, one. And we're back on the Blackout Diaries. Sean Bear Flannery, CJ Sullivan. We're talking St. Patrick's Day. Uh, we said we had a great open invite. Uh, we, you, CJ, you and I were talking about how St. Patrick's Day, it's tough to come down from, when, especially like Chicago, when you've celebrated it for two yep. days. It's like you're partying for, you compared it to jet lag. Like, how do I get back <laughs> to normal here? <laughs> right. Absolutely, you're like you gotta get your your body and your time zone back because like you know you're like it's it's always middle of the night. You're like Jesus, I haven't had uh, <laughs> I haven't had a, haven't had, I haven't had a source of protein in eighty hours. <laughs> <laughs> and we're seeing that, yeah, we're seeing a lot of funny arrests. Uh, this one is this is an open invite for Oklahoma ref Dean Davis, okay. who was arrested uh, last week. He wouldn't leave a bar and claimed his arrest was unconstitutional. Which is something you and I both love. Yeah, I love when you bring out the Constitution, yelling, yelling at police officers. <laughs> well, I always love that. Like, Constitution, Constitution doesn't say I have to leave. It's like, mm-hmm. are we like, what amendment? <laughs> right. <laughs> what amendment gives you the right to just stay shit housed here? You know. <laughs> uh, it says, yeah. uh, per the affidavit, cops asked uh, the lingering patrons at Skinny Slims. That's a great bar. Skinny name, Slims, the, the name of the bar in Oklahoma. Yeah, yeah. I love it. To leave, including one man who was told three times to ditch his drink and go home, per KFOR out of Montana. That man, ID'd as Davis, did finally put his drink down, per the arrest, though he told Brewer, you don't know how bad you messed up. But you will find out tomorrow. <laughs> I love, I love drunken threats like that. Yeah. You're gonna find out tomorrow. I'm sure that's gonna be the first thing on your mind in the morning. <laughs> that's when he said. So when he uh, read, yeah. Yeah, he said uh, put us behind. He told him to put his hands behind his back. At which point Davis was handcuffed and brought to uh, the patrol vehicle. And he says, "Quote: You can't detain me. I can and I am." 
And then he gave him a card that said, because he's a state senator, it read, Senators and representatives shall, except for treason, felony, and breach of the peace, be privileged from arrest during the session of the legislator. Mm. So he's a state rep, and ex- unless it's for treason, <laughs> felony, or breach of peace, you can't arrest him. Like uh, international <laughs> diplomacy. He's, he's an yeah. ambassador or something. <laughs> You were saying, I, yeah, you know, like, when they, they throw treason in there. Oh, I love it. Yeah. <laughs> it's just so hilarious the way these guys talk, you know, and mm-hmm. uh, every, like, you know, so they're also talking about how apparently. Um, so he had Davis, that card. He had that card printed up. That, he had it <laughs> he printed pulls a up. card out of his wallet. This uh, you'll, I'm sure you'll be. Oh, no, I'll take your apology anytime you want, officer. <laughs> after you read this. <laughs> I like because they do that. Like I have a buddy. Right. I think I've talked to him about him a couple times on the podcast. But he, he's a defense attorney in Boulder, Colorado, like really high up. And like you get yeah. all these like, uh, um, like uh, like constitutionalists up there. They're not even constitutionalists because they don't even right. believe in the Constitution. But um, they they have these weird cards. Like they have their own printed license plates because they yes. don't believe in any of in that. their own currency you know? and shit. And they're handing it out like, it's... well, uh, you can read this that I have complete embassy from <laughs> and they just this sovereign keep nation. Arrested. They just keep getting. I love right. how they're like. On the one hand, I want to be like this unabomber. I don't believe in the government. But goddamn, I love getting drunk next to trashy women. <laughs> That's what makes it the open. <laughs> That's what makes it the open invite. Also, yeah. right, instead of changing their behavior or uh, yeah. any sort of say play ball a little bit, they're like, "Well, this is going to happen again, so I better, <laughs> like, I, I better make sleep. up my own laws to get myself out of this and be prepared." So to have these cards at the ready, <laughs> like I got to go to Skinny Slims. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> right. Play some music and li- and hit on cheap women. Um, so this he was my- eventually. He claimed he had uh, like this. So he was arrested at the time. Yeah. He claimed his, although when he was arrested, he claimed that uh, his cup only had Coca-Cola. had some coal in it. <laughs> Which it says his friend vouched for. He's like, I can vouch for that, officer. Uh, his friend, who was also another lawmaker. <laughs> he's with that the bar. Also, yeah. Right. <laughs> I can vouch just Coca-Cola. Just as one would do. Uh, they would drink Coca-Cola at the bar two in the morning outside. You know, from the gun, from the no, no, no better soda than that, with your buddies in a red cup. And you Caffeinated solo at two right. in the morning. Caffeinated Coca Cola solo in a cup at two a.m. And some of you would also refuse to throw away if if demanded to a couple of times. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> if I was drinking an actual cola and a cop came up to me and told me to leave and throw it out, I would. Right. Throw it out, no problem. Now, if I'm drinking a beer, an argument Sure. Exists. I mean, can I fin- I'd, I'd ask me, can I finish it at least at the very first? I mean, we don't want to see it go to waste. <laughs> I like this part, CJ. Um, the outlet yep. notes that Davis, this is the person who was arrested, uh, sits mm-hmm. on the House Alcohol, Tobacco, and Controlled Substance Panel, and he also pleaded guilty, uh, or excuse me, pleaded no contest to DUR charges in 2000 and inc- and 2019 incident. And he is on probation. And some people are arguing he should be taken off the panel for alcohol. I right. disagree. Yeah. Okay. Because I, I, I feel the panel should be a spec. I, I feel the way you do healthy legislation is you reach compromise. So the panel should be a spectrum of people where on one side it's like, 
I think alcohol is the devil's right hand. I'm a teetotaler. No one should ever drink. And then on the mm-hmm. other side, you should have guys like this where he's like, I think drinking and driving should be straight up legal. <laughs> Representation matters. You know, yeah. we need all we need all sides. Of <laughs> we, the we need we need dangerous drunks. Right. <laughs> and there and are it the, makes you, you feel know, better about yourself. And it makes you feel better yeah. about yourself, too. Like, well, at least we're not this level. You know, with this guy <laughs> out there. Claiming that he should be bringing school kids home in a van while he's <laughs> hammered. <laughs> oh, yeah, I man. believe. Yeah, keep him on there. We need we need his representation, especially in Montana. I mean, he probably represents. I mean, it's probably twenty percent of the population believes in straight up drink driving. Don't they not have dry uh, speed limit in Montana? Is that what it is? Montana? I thought it was Oklahoma. Or he was. Oh, you're right. It is Oklahoma. My apologies. I don't know how big of a difference. But he might. He might reside in Montana. Is that what it is? He resides. His laws come from his own worlds of Montana. He brought it down. (laughs) No, it is Oklahoma. I just got that mixed up. It is Oklahoma. Yeah. Same thing though. Pretty much. Oklahoma's pretty law. I'm I'm, I'm surprised he got arrested in Oklahoma. (laughs) (laughs) They do shit there. Do you know how much this guy probably actually mouthed off to get arrested by an Oklahoma cop? I was just going to say. Speaking of, we we're talking about how uh, to put a whole button on this thing of Irish, uh, how we don't care what we have. You make fun of us, you know, make take all of us. Oklahoma, uh, I've been to, I was uh, kind of recently. They're, they're a funny state like that, too, where like if you make fun of other states, like they're like, hey, come on, where is this? Oklahoma loves it. And they tell you how to, like, they all they do is argue about which city is worse for meth or whatever. Like, oh, at least we're not having that. But you got to, you got to talk about them. They're, I mean, they, they, they're terrible and they love it. They love being, they, they lean fully into it. So for him, like I, I said, for him that. to get arrested there, then he had to have been a real asshole. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm sure he was. I mean, like, I think Oklahoma is one of those states where you got to talk your way into a DUI. <laughs> right. Absolutely. I mean, you know, because just... I'm sure the cops are like, all right, what are you going to call somebody, pick you up, you know, right. and it's like, all right, I'm going to I'm going to ask you again, <laughs> you know, just take the key, you know, and like, you, I'm sure just... you talk your way into a DUI in that state. Yeah. If I tell you what, if you can just get out of the horizon, you're technically out of my eyes. My eyesight. I think that's legal. <laughs> What happens from there, I'm not responsible for. So if we can get you to go to that. That's hilarious. <laughs> All right. Uh, well, CJ, what do you got going on uh, before we send our listeners off? Before we send our listeners off? Well, I'm coming back. I'm coming back to Chicago. Oh, nice. When weeks. is this? April 6th, I believe that weekend I'll be right. there through at the Schaumburg Improv. But we'll be staying in Chicago, so I'll be there all weekend. Thursday, Sunday, we're going to have uh, um, – couple things planned when we come out there so don't come out let's do the lodge yeah um yeah absolutely we'll figure it out yeah that'll be great um you can also uh still check out my book uh places i can't return to online is sean bear flannery cj i Mm -hmm. I found out uh, this morning yeah might be becoming mainstream i have my first prison reader what uh a friend of a friend um said uh a, a I don't know this person. Well, yeah. actually, actually, I'm not going to lie. I do know this guy. He's serving eight years in a prison. All but right. uh, he's reading my book in prison and really enjoys it. And He's uh, reading your book in prison? With some prisoners, yeah. So he's going to like set it up like like do they have like a reading each week? Like someone reads to like the rest of the inmates, I guess, that kind of a situation? Uh, I don't know about that. He, he just started it. But I, I feel like if there's anybody, if there's any reading group where they have places they can't return, I mean, every prisoner has at least one, <laughs> one place they can't go back to. I bet it'd to. be very popular there. Yeah, there's, yeah. Because there's, I'm sure books about redemption are very popular, but also books about the, hey, release some of the debauchery, not the, this guy. This <laughs> yeah. guy's, uh, this guy sounds like a hoop. So at the very least, we can add it to the cart and, you, and you're in the prison rotation. I like yep. that. 
Yeah. So if you're listening to this in a prison, I will send you a free digital. What's up? What prison is this guy in? Uh, I don't know what prison he's in. I know he's, I think he's in Wyoming. He's in some sort of Wyoming prison. Yeah. Bar fight in Wyoming. I've got eight years. Eight. Wyoming can do whatever they want. I mean, yeah, let's just say he overreacted. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, man. Well, I like that. I like that new strategy. I like that new uh, marketing strategy. Let's get you in all the prisons we can. Yeah, I think so. Yeah, I just had that idea this morning. I got some some mid-mate connections. (laughs) I think we can do this. We'll be like, oh, you and I will go on like a Johnny Cash tour. We'll only do prisons. Jackass, churches and prisons that's all we do <laughs> i'm all for it all right well that should uh, do it for today's show we i was over an hour pretty much that's great nice uh, right. a guess, uh, uh, give us a five-star review uh thanks for listening yes. and share it with your friends all right a podcast network <clears throat>